Conversation Hat Podcast. Welcome back to the Conversation Hat Podcast. This is a tangential, geeky, nerdy, artsy podcast for geeks, nerds, artists, and terrible people. Yay! Yay! As ever, the format is me, musician Liam Taylor, and him, uh, what are we calling you these days? Waste of space. My good friend Ben Pearson pull questions out of a hat and do our best to answer them, usually with a third person. Our guest this week is Richard Jackson, co-host of Valverde Broadcasting on YouTube. How's it going, Richard? Hello. I'm all right. Hello, Liam and Ben. Do you prefer Richard or Rich or... I honestly don't care. Mighty Zod. <laughs> what he said, I quite like Mighty Zod. Okay, yeah. we'll go, yeah. I'm going to forget that like immediately. <laughs> um, what is Valdeverde Broadcasting? Uh, it's a YouTube channel yeah. where we have shows every Monday where we talk about movies for half an hour, so any movie. And uh, sometimes we do feature-length podcast of films, sometimes we play games, and sometimes I'll just think of something that makes me and me alone laugh, and I'll spend eight hours making it, put it online for four people to watch. Oh, yeah, no, I've been there. Yep. Yeah, yeah, from which yep. you take the grim satisfaction of, like, <laughs> you know, for, I enjoy the people that don't laugh at those the most. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. I've written so many screenplays, just like, no one else is going to get this, but I actually don't care. <laughs> yeah, just aggressive anti-humour that you force on people. Oh, man, exactly. That's what the internet is for. <laughs> well, they say write yourself. for yourself. Yes. Yeah. That's true. The, yeah. ne- the next part of that saying is, no one else will like it, but... <laughs> and I can't read, so... Win-win. I mean, it's 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 got to be tough when you're in a situation where you can write, but you can't read. It's kind of sucky, yeah. That's an uphill struggle, <laughs> yeah. Have then that one-way street, you know. It's more common the other way around, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I found but, that. Or yeah. just either or both. <laughs> <laughs> Or neither, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah no, so I've, I found out recently I'm dyslexic, and but I do like words, so I'll write, like, not massively wordly, but, like, reasonably complex sentences in the book, and just like, no, I don't know what I did here. <laughs> like, I can try and do it from memory, but no, not sure. Uh, so I'm I'm bit, I, I write now. very wordy, verbose stuff. Yeah. And then I, I, my co-host is called Duncan Casey, and he's, like, an yeah. actor, so he does voiceover and stuff. So I Hi, just Duncan. Hi, Duncan. Hi, Duncan. I hand the script off to him and then he'll record it in his own kind of setup and he'll send it back to me and there's parts where he just stops and just goes like, what is this? <laughs> like, how am I supposed to say that? I did a whole tangent about, what's it, Terry Crews raising Irish beef cows and how that particular type of cow is prone to pulmonary infection. Yeah. And he just had to read it and he, he just stopped off over and just like, what is this? <laughs> but he finished it. Was, you know, quite good. Was this question, can you get cows that aren't beef cows dairy cows oh i see what you mean right okay oh yeah not like not like cows that are made out of lamb right yeah that's what i was saying (laughs) yeah no there's a chicken cow (laughs) it's a chicken cow does it go bok bok or does it go (laughs) moon it's just it's a cow-sized chicken (laughs) and shaped but it has a chicken's head but the, the body loosely that. in the shape of the single trippiest image i've ever had go back to liam's chicken noise bok 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 you're putting so much effort into that aren't you (laughs) I'm not an actor. Or a chicken. Yeah, true. Wait, hold on. Wait a minute. Sorry to derail this. <laughs> what is the ideal chicken noise? Like... Have you not seen Arrested Development? There's this whole thing where they there's like a running joke where the family can't make a chicken noise. Oh. And it's it sounds tedious as fuck, but actually it's really funny. Which is they were good the conversation I have about Arrested Development a lot. 
<laughs> it looks tedious <laughs> as hell, but actually it's really good. Uh, until Jeffrey Tambor turns out it's a bad person. Yeah, mm. bad people ruin everything for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just weren't my cup of tea. I don't know who Jeremy Turntable is. Jeremy Turntable? He was the original disc jockey, but... <laughs> <laughs> just know that Jeremy Turntable did bad stuff. Oh. We've cancelled. He's been cancelled. Jeremy Turntable. What a prick. <laughs> right prick. What a bloody... <laughs> Ruining turntables for everyone. That's, That's all right. It. What goes around comes around. Oh, like a turntable, like isn't it? Like baby on the turntable. <laughs> I was about to say we can't afford that, but that was not the song, that was so a, carry on. That was a brilliantly yeah. sort of off-brand... Yeah. See? We resemble but are legally distinct. <laughs> You rotate, rotate, <laughs> infant rotate. <laughs> Pull a question out the hat and then say what it says. That's the whole point of this podcast. What's one film you will never watch no matter what? Ooh. So do I go first? Or do yeah, I uh, yeah, if, yeah, if you have one in your brain. Yeah, definitely. I've got one immediately. Um, and it's kind of good because we're a film-based thing, right, our show. Like we thought it through. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like it's been planned. I've, I've, reached a, I've reached an event horizon with a certain film, which kind of gets me in trouble because I have a degree in film. Mm. I work in film. I've done a few different things, a cinematographer and stuff like that, and I do videography full-time. I've never seen The Godfather. Interesting. Mm. And I, I reached a, a point with that because I got all the way through kind of my film school stuff and whatever, having not watched it, no one found out. <laughs> and then it got to a point where it's like, you know what? Keo, I'm never going to watch it. Just Did it come it. up a lot? Was it referenced and you had to blag your way through? A couple of times, yeah. Because okay. what you can do, and this is one of the great things about what I found doing film studies was if you... <laughs> If you talk for long enough, people get bored and try and interject with a new topic. So if you yeah. just talk about oranges representing death for yeah. 20 minutes, people get really bored and change to <laughs> another film. And that's one thing I know for sure about The Godfather is yeah. that oranges represent death. I've, I've heard that. Mm. I don't know how I've heard that, but yeah. Have you not seen it either? No. Or, right, good. It's, it's I've, what, I've not seen it either. I, I get this I've, I've, It's never. It's like three hours, isn't it? Yeah, it is, and there's yeah. three of them. And also, like, it's supposed to be this toweringly genius achievement in film. Yeah. Oh, look at... All of Francis Ford Coppola's other great films, like Jack with Robin Williams. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like, I don't think he went the distance as a director. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, yeah, screw you. I'm not watching The Godfather. <laughs> I get that me. a lot with music, actually, and a little bit with film. Like, Queen, is a, Queen and Jimi Hendrix are the two big examples for me. People keep telling me that I need to be into these two artists, especially, like, I am a musician. That is what I do for money most of the time. But, like, oh, you must love Queen then. It's like, stop telling me what I like. And I've had that for like the last 20 years. So now I'm just like, no, I can't bother to listen to And when you get told mm. it enough time, you just want to go the other way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just to sort of screw these theoretical people yeah. that are just sort of like, well, you can't watch your Godfather. It's like, no, I don't. Yeah. So 35. You, yeah. you don't tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Godfather's a little bit like that. Citizen Kane is another one that, like, occasionally me and Laura will just Google what movies should we watch. And, yeah, Citizen Kane comes up a lot. Godfather comes up a lot. And it's just like... Citizen oh, Kane is good though. Here comes the hypocrisy. Actually? Yeah, I mean, okay. it, but a lot of it's in context. But Citizen Kane is good. Okay. I, like, I really like Citizen Kane. Um, Back on the list, a, it goes. Yeah, well, dude, <laughs> like this is the thing though. I've I, in the past, I've been like, oh, you've got to watch Citizen Kane, and people have just gone to me like, yeah, you know, it was interesting. And it's like, <laughs> oh, I bored someone. I ruined someone's weekend. <laughs> oh man. Okay, I'm on a tangent. I. Well, I've filled it out a bit since, but for the longest time, I only had Citizen Kane and Transformers the movie as Orson Welles films. And it's like, cool. well, I've got the first one and the last one. Yes. Thus creating an aggregate experience. <laughs> if you watch them back to back, it's like you've experienced all of Orson Welles' career. 
could you like do some kind of editing between the two where you essentially get a median and work out what the middle of his career would be like? That's, that's <laughs> nice. I mean, yeah, if you put put them simultaneously on, on a television yeah. in a kind of stereoscopic one for each eye situation. Yes, or just the soundtrack for one but the dialogue for another, oh, would it work? Oh, yeah, man, I mean, it would probably get a bit vomity, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, um, that's what I'm know. hoping. Orson Welles... Did the Transformers movie? <laughs> oh, I love it when this happens. Yeah, and you have to be like, yeah, dude. Like the did. the cartoon Eric Idle one. You got one. the touch. Dude. You got the power. Yeah, yeah. Bow, bow. Anyway, what was it? White Damn. Lion did the he's, soundtrack. He's Unicron. Is. Yeah, Unicron. The planet Transformers. It's awesome. Musk. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Ben's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben's face is. I mean, like you kind of can't tell though, right? Because right it's all modulated. And no, stuff. I now feel so like I've, like... I, I feel like I knew that or had been told that because I've watched that movie many, many times. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. It's got an amazing soundtrack as well. Um, it, it's um. Yeah, weird Al. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> like weird. Do you know? I love the idea. That a bunch of people kind of went, okay, we've got this, we've got this Transformers film that the kids love. And we've done all this stuff. We've, we've changed out the cast. We need a kind of off the wall Devo homage. <laughs> About three quarters of the way through the film. Has anybody got that on tap? I think Weird Al might have one. Yeah, get it in. Of It'll course. go really well with the planet based around Eric Idle's character from what? From I was Monty say, Python. We've got Monty like... Python. <laughs> Orson Welles. Judd Nelson. And well. Weird Al Yankovic. Well, I said, uh, Robert and Stack. I think Lion did the soundtrack or White Lion or something. Lion kind of did the, um, the Transformers theme tune cover. Because I've, I've got this yeah. soundtrack. Um, and Stan Bush did like a ton of stuff. Mm. And there's a, you know, they're all called like steel python or yeah, whatever yes. or black stockings, <laughs> or, you know, whatever. Mother Hubbard. <laughs> Mother, Hubbard. <laughs> Mother Hubbard. That's my favourite one. Yeah, because <laughs> it could so easily be like, I oh, am yeah, Mother Hubbard, Todd with Ozzy Osbourne, yeah, whatever. <laughs> right. So good. Yeah, it's absolutely right. That was a good idea. <laughs> Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> what was the question? This is about uh, the Orson Godfather. Orson God, Wells. Yes, bad yes. films. Films you refuse films to watch. Films you refuse to watch. What about you? You got one? What one's the Rosebud one? Uh, Citizen Kane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like. See, this is. I like this because really people would say I, I won't watch a, Serb- a Serbian film. Or I won't watch that the is, That's where my brain went first. Oh, uh, I didn't think that. I just thought, what one is like, the. One that I just can't be bothered, the boring... Dude, I was the same. Like, no, we all went the hipster route rather than the outrage route. I mean, it's... Dude, it's... I already know the spoiler. It's the sled. Also, it makes no sense whatsoever, because it's his... The plot of Citizen Kane is, a man dies alone in his mansion and his last words are rosebud, no one knows why. More importantly, how do they know? know? Like, no one... Yeah, it's not like he wrote it in his own piss or whatever. (laughs) John Hancocked it on the floor before he <laughs> tapped out, like or whatever. But um, yeah, no, I wouldn't like begrudge you that though. But I, I said that I wouldn't. I, I've watched uh, Sixth Sense once. Mm. I mean, I, I I knew so not a spoiler. I I knew that Bruce Willis was dead before I think I knew the mo- the yeah. movie title. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> it's one of those. It's just I was like, okay. Well, those lose their power, don't they? Because that's when that I remember when that came out, and I think it was the same year as Blair Witch, unless I'm mistaken, yeah. which is '99. And it's like Blair Witch's whole thing is up. Well, look, guys, it's real. It's real footage. Yeah, yeah. And then when you know it's not, it's like, oh, this yeah. film's mostly about a girl with a snotty nose. Yeah. <laughs> and Sixth Sense, the whole thing hinges on that one twist. When you know it, and if you go into it already knowing it, it's like, yeah, yeah. cool, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. We always talk about spoilers because you're 
you you hate spoilers. I'm remarkably anti-spoilers. Which I can't I can't be doing with it. I bring this up because like I don't really care about spoilers. Like I'll tend to ruin something before I discover what it even is. But like I realized the other day why I'm like that and I think it's because I was really into the Lord of the Rings and I got about halfway through the Return of the King, like the actual book. I was doing it, you know, analog like we did in the 90s. And the ending of Return of the King got spoiled by some com- Complete fascist on Radio 4, which I don't know why I was listening to Radio 4 in the 90s as an eight-year-old when I could have been reading. And I think since then... <laughs> there's a lot I to unpack been there. reading in the 1940s. And I would have got done by the 2000s because of all the dyslexia they didn't know I had. But, mm. like, I think that's why I don't care about spoilers because I feel like, as a child, I received the ultimate spoiler for something I cared deeply about and invested a lot of time in. Because, like, the movies hadn't even come out at that point, like... But then just hearing how it ended just ruined, like, all spoilers forever, and now I don't care. I had the seventh Harry Potter book for sport for me before it had even come out. Was that? Before it had even come out? Yeah. Is the seventh one the last one? Yeah. Right. So someone online must have... I don't know, like, got an early copy or found, like, proper dug deep for stuff. No, because it started off with a list of characters and then the word... Die. Right, okay. Uh, oh. oh, great, because I was just looking. Oh, it's yeah. Harry Potter stuff. Oh, I know these dead. What? Oh, no. And then it was like, and Voldemort does this, and Harry does that. I, I think there's a place between these two stools, right? Of yeah. Not give a shit and give a shit, because I think <laughs> it, it cuts both ways, right? Certain things are robbed of their power when you spoil them, and there are yes. certain things for which I would be furious if they were spoiled. Yeah. Well, on the other hand, the things like I really, really, really care about, like so, I'm a huge, huge Judge Dredd fan, right? Yeah, and always have been. And when the Judge Dredd script got leaked on the internet, yes, that was like finding out that I had like a someone had been raising my child, <laughs> and I had to go and check on it. So I read the whole script because like, I'm not going to spend the next three years sitting around waiting for this. Yeah, if it's garbage. Yes, and I read right. the script and I kind of like, oh, I really like that script. Shit. <laughs> and then, and then, I really like the movie in the end. But on the on the other, you know, the other side of that as well, I. Yeah, things could be robbed of their power. I think it's really important to keep that in a lot of cases. Not necessarily for everything. Yeah. What annoys me on our show, so we do it's a it's kind of like this. It's just a discussion between the two guys. We sit down the sofa and we talk about a film for half an hour, right? Mm. So like we'll do like the thing from 1982. Yeah. And someone comes in the comments and goes spoilers off. Like what are yeah. you talking about? That film yeah. came out before you were born. You yeah. click on a review of it in 2019 and then get all crappy yeah, about exactly. it. Yeah, come on, that's stupid. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. which I often just say that. Yeah. On, yeah, yeah, 100%. Show, yeah. Like, um, you know, there's a, there's this I, what I'm trying to say in a very roundabout way is there's the statute of limitations. I yes. Think. Definitely. And uh, when people sort of go like, "Well, you spoiled the Princess Bride." It's like, "Jog on. Like go watch <laughs> it." I mean, I'm not a huge fan of that film anyway, but like go watch the Princess Bride. Yeah. Don't click on yeah, a video yeah. on it but on the internet about it. Like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not proud of this at all. <laughs> in 1999, when uh, Phantom Menace came out, mm. I was 15. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I'm old, and I was doing work. We'll do some Cambridge talk. I was working the Thomas Cook in the Grafton Centre at the time. Yeah, and the cinema, the Warner Cinema, was in the Grafton Centre as well. Yeah. yeah, so we all bunked off work experience nice. to go see The Phantom Menace. Yeah, of course. And we were then on the evening news because there were cameras there. Like, uh-huh. standing around, the guy yeah. Chewy. But that's not the confession. <laughs> that's not the confession. I ended up seeing The Phantom Menace in the cinema about four times uh, in increasing stages of denial. And I don't know what possessed me in the end of the first screening 
but you know, like it's the same with a lot of multiplexes, right? You can go up that fire exit and it networks up to the screen. Yeah. So you yeah. Get your little fucking hands in there and you pull the door open. <laughs> um, I don't know why I did this. I'm such a monster. I went into one of the random other screens. I looked at the screen and it was about two thirds of the way through. And then I turned to the crowd yeah. and shouted, oh, <laughs> Darth Maul gets cut in half and falls down a hole and then just ran. <laughs> Look, he looks like he's going to tear my dick off. Were you, mean, the, were you in the, that screen? <laughs> no, it's Ben once got cut in half and fell down. <laughs> yeah, I feel quite personally attacked. You you should... He can't see Ben, but he has mechanical spider legs. I yeah. do. And they're cannon as well. They're legs and cannons? <laughs> I'm afraid. I'm afraid, Ben, that these legs are they're cannon. <laughs> they're on Wikipedia. There's nothing you can do. This is irreversible. We don't normally get deep lore within the first half hour. That's cool. I like it. <laughs> yeah, no, really I, I have to say, yes, in. I hate spoilers and I would have hated you, but that is quite funny. Yeah. I am I am a piece of crap. I right, think because you show, show such remorse <laughs> for what you did, Wait, I can't hate you because... It was you a, hated your... It was an act of pointless intellectual terrorism <laughs> that I just did for its own sake. Like, there was no... And I liked, I, liked, I liked the film at the time, and I was kind of into it, and I went and saw it more times. And if someone had done that to me, I would have been heartbroken, but I was mm. just kind of like, eh. In the same way as the kid used to blow up dog tears with fireworks and stuff like yeah. that. So, you know, yeah. that's very yeah. much my MO <laughs> for that point in time. I thought you were going to yell out Qui-Gon dies, yeah, which would have affected uh, me deeper. Yeah, because like, well. we all just thought at the time like Liam Neeson was in it for the long haul, right? Because he's Liam Neeson, and, and then he just yeah. sort of dies like a sucker. And someone in the comments is going, I can't believe you spoiled The Phantom Menace. John, get out. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> George Lucas spoiled The Phantom Menace. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and Attack of the Clones, and Revenge of the Sith. Oh, no, I've been... Stabbed through my chest. I'll have to be in revenge films forever. That's my Liam Neeson. It's not very good. I'm the commuter. <laughs> Which in the commuter he did not say once, and that was you know up front. That was my ticket price. I want him to look down the camera. Remember everybody, I'm the commuter. But he didn't do that. Amazing. Well, that's that movie spoiled for me. <laughs> I only wanted to see it so I could it see Liam, ne out. Liam Neeson <laughs> say the title of every show he's in. You might say she's been taken <laughs> three. <laughs> taken three? It's just a walk among the tombstones. <laughs> just direct down. It's in his contract, man. Down the barrel. Every film. That one with the wolves. <laughs> The one where I punch a big wild dog. A wolf. It's a wolf. I'm the commuter. <laughs> oh, we should just do Liam Neeson impressions for the rest of the show. I can't think of a single fucking Liam Neeson movie. Other well, now it's got out your head right. And there are, he brings out approximately 50 a year until he got cancelled. Um, yeah, but like, did he do something stupid or did he just stop being in films? Oh, he was. Oh, no, there he, was that he, thing last time. He did all the racist I'm leaving that well alone. The 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 that what whatever he said he said which just shouldn't have been said. Yeah. Yeah. Like whether whatever reason he had for saying it, you just shouldn't say that thing. That's just you listen to it and there's so many opportunities you leave the room. He says it and then he kind of goes like, but you're not going to use it, are you? I'm the commuter. And then just carries on and it's like, dude, why did you say that? Like even the most racist racist uncle wouldn't just drop that out of context. You know what I mean? You like, yeah. I mean, the thing is, oh god, I don't even want to get into that. Let's pick another question. In the hat, in the hat, in the hat. Well, now that you've 
peak the audio, you may as well go for it. Man. What did Liam Neeson say? <laughs> <laughs> Who was Liam Neeson? No. The commuter. The commuter. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a the commuter. The conversation <laughs> New Cats film, yes or no? Uh, no. We did a whole video on that. No, it's... I, I've seen the live show. It was great. I saw... I had the videotape of the... Like, or my sister did when we were young, have a videotape of the live show. Yeah. It was not as good as the live show, but it was still cool. Because in the live show, they, like, talk little bits. Yeah. But, right. But, like... Okay. Three sentences, four sentences, over the entire show. Yeah, yeah. Not each, just like it's it's entirely quick music, isn't this it? way as they oh, move on to the next song that. or something like that. that. Not this weird CGI, not CGI. Why is your head so big? Your Dragon Ball piece of shit looking. How? Who decided that the set should be this bad? That. <laughs> On this massive bed you're jumping on, you look like the size of gerbils. But, oh, look, here's a chair that could... I don't know. Here's fucking... Ronnie Corbett's chair. (laughs) God rest him. For the size difference? No. I mean, yeah, just... I I don't think it's ethical to arbitrarily decide that I want more James Corden. Because I do not. No, particularly as soon not as in the guys cast James Corden in something. That's a sign that you should stop. Yes, particularly yeah. as a kind of. It's sort of like Charlie Brooker had this thing about uh, those Dolmio adverts where the puppets are like sitting around real food, and there's something inherently jarring and icky about a puppet about to tuck into real food, and it's a kind of wow. uncanny valley thing because that Cats trailer to me looked like it looked like a big bag of spiders eating a live puppy. Yeah. Is that yeah. something inside you just yeah. goes, no, 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 no. In the live show, it was clearly, there were people in spandex with like fluffy leg warmers and gloves that were it's leg warmers but on hand. and things. Really right? funky makeup, yeah. That was but enough obviously, for furries obviously in the 90s. That's all you needed. That's another thing. Yeah. Obviously a tail Between... that was just on a rope of like dental floss. It wasn't... <laughs> Make them look as if they have tails. It's that's there to represent a tail. These, it's a story about cats. Clearly, we're not going to have fucking cats doing this because that would be weird and mental. No, and I'd not watch possible. that. Why? I complete just what, twenty, like just twenty cats. cats, just on a stage, two hours. You're in. No ice cream break. <laughs> Fuck you. No watch the cats. Because <laughs> <laughs> we watch cats freak out under the fresnel. Show every day, motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Often different cats. Sometimes there's a dog. Because we were, cats bugger off. I think that show would have a reasonably high fatality rate for the cats as well. I think that would and some people and some be allergic. <laughs> Rabies. I, no, you should never have a cat with a human nose. I mean, that's so jarring. And yeah. they've got that kind of because either have like like you were saying like the stage show, right? And yeah. that, I I don't I hate musical theatre for the most part. Sure. <laughs> Here we go. Um, <laughs> but right. um, I, I, I wish I knew some plays I could spoil. <laughs> oh no, am I? I was hoping you'd go full on jets. I really was. Kick your bollocks. That's a Robert Wise film, so I can I could be all about that, you know. But like, if you make me go see it on the West End, I'll be like, no, I hate you forever. Why are you doing this to me? But no, yeah, the Cats musical looks like a horrible nightmare. Either have people or have cats. Why? Just why? It's one of those. We have the technology. Don't bother though. McCavity is wearing a hat. Is that bad? Well, considering that they're all naked. His, that means that either he's spot. found a hat and he's put it on. What size is the hat? 
<laughs> like big. But is it cat? Is it him cat sized hat or is who, it? Who's playing that character? Iris. Iris. Idris Elba. Idris Elba. Yes, yeah, yeah, I can yeah, never right. pronounce his name. I've only ever seen it written down and people correcting me, and then I instantly forget. Idi Abby. Yeah, him. Uh, Ian McKellen's character looks like he's wearing a big fur coat, mm. but that makes sense for a cat to look have big furry shoulders, so it sort of looks looks a like bit a like human clothes, but clearly it's cat. McCavity's got something wrong if he's got a proper cat. That means he's found a hat and put it on, or his head is just deformed into the shape of, oh, a, the shape of a hat. Of a baddie's hat. Because Judy Dench has but like the, the, a I, flap of skin to look like a coat. And but I, I like, think ma- magical mm. Mr. Mistopheles takes his hat off at one point. Oh. I know he's a wizard, but. This is a deep dive into the world. But cats. Again, I'm learning so a lot about again cats. like, I want to really stress this point. Yeah, they've found hats, but they've found. Cat-sized cat, cat hats. Cat-sized hats that go with their... I, not as a even human, outfit. I, as a human with access to Amazon, I don't know if I could find a cat-sized <laughs> hat. You can but get these cat muzzles. street rodents have apparently found a hat that fits. Yeah. And this begs another question, going back to what you said, Ben, as well. So it's set in this kind of realistic-ish London, right? And they're kind of cat-sized. So there's Trafalgar Square in it and stuff. Yeah. But that doesn't make sense, because in the show, it's just in an alley. Well, again, it's the it's the jarring thing of this is like the puppets eating real food, right? Because yeah. then I'm forced to imagine that there's these kind of, like, 12-foot-tall humans with cats' faces. That, uh. that, exactly. Uh. I, just, I just have to assume that the inverse exists, because otherwise it's a world run by sentient cats that all seem cat-sized. That was a noise of being horrified, by the way, not t- turned on. I feel like I, like I could have gone either way. Oh. Between the Sonic trailer and the Cats trailer, oh, this has God. been a fabulous word for, uh, year for furry wanking. Yeah. Like, I mean, oh. that is off the scale. See, now, with the Sonic trailer, I thought they were being sneaky there. All right. I was thinking what they've done is they've released the Sonic trailer with a terrible-looking Sonic. Mm. Everyone's going to go mental. Everyone's going to hate on it. Everyone's going to talk about it. And then the studio's going to go, hey, guys... Okay, we listen to you because yeah. we love you. Yeah, right. You're what matters. We'll redesign it. We'll out that Sonic that we designed to begin with. So then the yeah. bring out the right. first one. But it's now been so long. It's, it, at the time of recording, it's like, what, six months? Yeah, I suppose yeah, so. Something yeah. like that, if yeah. not longer since the trailer's dropped mm. and they've gone, okay, yeah, we'll sort this out. Mm. Do you and there's that... been no hint of... Any film? Any? No. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing and it, else. And, and it, it, it ignores a number of wider issues. It wasn't just the god awful kind of blue chimp monster. That it was mostly <laughs> that. Let's be fair. It was mostly. <laughs> that. But it's got the. I will say this much. It appears that they've gone like, oh man, 2019 Sonic film. How do we? How do we hack this one? Let's go back to the source. Mm. Remember all those things that the Super Mario Brothers movie did really well. Yeah. We're going to do all, i.e., bringing characters into the real world or yeah. swapping worlds and having mm. kind of a weird, realistic tone. Because yeah. it, they say when I heard the Sonic movie, right? I just thought of, thought like, oh, cool. Well, just a big poppy, cartoony fantasy yeah. film set in the Green Hill Zone mm-hmm. or whatever. That's a lock. Instead, it's like, no, no, he has to team up with the San Francisco cop. But that, <laughs> that I sort of got with because I know Sonic Adventure, not a good game. But like Sonic X, which is the t- which is a TV show, is one of like the best Sonic. Granted, is and that the one where he eats granted, chili dogs? It's, no, I think one? that's the f- very first. So that's the first. One. That's Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog. So Sonic on. X is later on. He co- does come to the real world, but is obviously it's still animated. Right. So like he gets blasted through with Robotnik, Chaos Emeralds, blah 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 blah. blah. He has oh, to save so everything. There then. So that's what I thought they were doing, but then it's just. Wow. Yeah. I quite like Sonic Adventure, by the way. 
I'll have you know. Cool. Fight. <laughs> cool. Fight. Sonic Adventure 2 was better. Yeah, do you know what? Now, here's the thing. Because it controlled in general. Um, but that's the thing. I found that the kind of hub world... This is, this is the wrong podcast. I found the hub worlds on that really boring and weird. But then when you had the kind of running through the... Oh, yeah, the running bit. The bit that people buy Sonic games for. <laughs> that bit was good. Yeah. Quite a number when of they Sonic tried to make you wander around and just randomly get hit by cars that would go... And then just people that would not move out of your fucking way. Mm. Well, this is the thing. is the, the uh, What, Mario Odyssey? Oh, yeah. It's like Mario yeah. goes to the real world in hubs, and then people are kind of like, well, hold on a minute, because that means Mario's not human. Yeah. Because he's half the size, and he's like this yeah. little button nose creature. He's meeting actual just... humans yeah. who would, in real life, freak the fuck out. If he's like, apart from his girlfriend, who is now mayor of New Donk City. Y- yeah. New Donk City sounds so much like what you would call a city in a porn parody as well. Absolutely. It's yeah. one letter away from Dong. But it's not even that. It just sounds like a I mean, kind it's of got the word thing. nude in it already. Nude onk. <laughs> nude onk, <laughs> yes. And Mario's already punching above his weight. Yes. I mean, Luigi <laughs> is clearly a player, so whatever. <laughs> but, like, Mario's... And it turns out he's, like, this little sort of blue-collar goblin yeah. and not even a guy. <laughs> like, he's just, like... Whose profession doesn't really seem to come into play In a lot. that game, he possesses a slab of meat. Mm, yeah, the And the button prompt thing. is... Press A to twitch. Uh-uh. And it's just wobbly lump of ham that wiggles across the So screen. basically you're paying 30 quid to watch Mario twitch the meat. 30 quid? You have not bought a console game for a while, my friend. No, I reckon Shigeru Miyamoto has a collection of skulls somewhere. <laughs> he's definitely got a secret bunker full of weird shit. <laughs> like, we won't know till he's gone, but he's up to bad stuff. I'm bummed out that they're... <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, he's not Jeremy Turntable. <laughs> that we know he's, of. Or come out when he dies. He's the video games Walt Disney. And as we all know, Walt Disney was a Nazi, with had, had his head frozen. So he was. is definitely up to stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, probably balls deep in Walt Disney's head. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you've got that much money, why oh, not? This is like Michael Jackson buying the Elephant Man skeleton. It's yeah. like, you know, Shigeru Miyamoto has Walt Disney's head. <laughs> and he's been. <laughs> Use it as a willy warmer. <laughs> Warmer. Not if it's frozen, Ben. Warmer. Hey, hot <laughs> pockets are warm when you take them out the microwave. Just, I was worried that I was going to lower the tone, but Ben is the one that conceptualised yes, uh, Shigeru I... Miyamoto skull-fucking the late Walt Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Which puts me... I, You know, I said it in a crude way, but it puts me on a high pedestal. Please make a note of that. Yeah, is that coming out? No, that's, that's staying like, in it. The, no, no. Might double it. No, no, I'm saying... Make a note. <laughs> Make a note of it for an episode title. Oh, what was that? Sorry, I've, uh, there's been in the last Jimmy ten minutes. Skull fucking the late. Don't Disney. make a dyslexic person write out. This is what Duncan's life is like. <laughs> would... Oh, you, you, you wonder what? Think what Hideo Kojima's up to, mate. Metal Gear Solid. Poo. <laughs> Z- zombies of the dogs of our children's <laughs> wives. Fighters. I'll go wa- holograms. Close. I'll go Walt Disney Hot Pocket. There you go. What? That is my favourite German Oh, this line. is... I also forgot to say this bit. <laughs> Walt Disney yeah. Hard Pocket. <laughs> I forgot this bit to the structure as well. I'm writing down show names and we'll choose one at the end. I forgot oh, is that a thing? It. That's a yeah. thing. Oh, that's cool. It's a new thing and that's why I forgot to is say Has this one it. got a name? Not yet. Not until the end. That's what we decided. Oh, you retroactive. Yeah, so sorry, Liam's making some notes. Yeah, we'll pick so, them and we'll democratically choose a title at the end. And There's some crackers here. Like already. That'll suit Walt Disney. (laughs) The Conversation Hat Podcast. Here's a quick tip for if you think you're a racist. Don't mention race, duh. 
best post-apocalypse to live in. The Cats movie. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> if you're a furry, it's the Cats film. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you would be a lone human wanking at the landscape <laughs> until you died of dehydration, I imagine. Oh, yeah. Which you know, should mean... be about 20 minutes, probably. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> I spaffed my load forever. I will lie down and die. Just a husk. <laughs> anyway, the post-apocalypse. Yeah, which post-apocalypse? So presumably uh, depicted in games or films, which would you most like to live in? It's quite. T- I had this discussion the other day, right? Because, like, you know, Mad Max. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if Mad Max happened in England, I think there'd still be plenty of water. Yeah. And I mean... Mad Max in the Fenland, so that would be a dreary film. Just people on narrowboats. People on narrowboats hunting and eating toads. That would be with webbed feet because Norfolk. Yeah, because Norfolk. We'd we'd reclaim. (laughs) It would take like, like literally one generation of further interbreeding for the web toes to come out. It's easy for us to poke fun at Norfolk, but the thing is, it is no one outside of Cambridgeshire knows what the rest of Cambridgeshire is like. Yeah, we are we are just as inbred as them, man. Inbred, but Tory voting apparently, but not in the city. No, the city's a Liberal Labour stronghold, but outside is a sea of blue. Let's not yeah. talk about that at all. <laughs> that is that is a factual observation. For, for the historic, for historic voting records. I look forward I'm, to no. the, the post-apocalypse when like the central two-party system we have explodes and like the, the itch, the itch, the rich manage to eat each other and then somehow all the gold disappears because we haven't actually used the gold standard even though we said we have been for the last 50 years. And then, yeah, like we, all the poor people just have to fight and um, hull wins... Oh, look, I, there is a there is a post apocalyptic fact relating to Cambridge on Brooklands Avenue. Do you know about the centre the centre of government on Brooklands Avenue? No. So um, the network of new, this is totally dry historical fact. Um, <laughs> there's a bunker at the bottom of Brooklands Avenue, which is now a developed housing area, and mm-hmm. they can't touch it because it's listed. Right. And the idea was to evacuate up to a point was I think up to 1991 was to evacuate the British government to Cambridge in the event of a nuclear attack because it wasn't felt that we would be flattened as much. Being sure. Away from yeah. So there's these miniature bunkers called ROC posts all over the country. Cool. There's one in Harston that you can go down. You're not supposed to, and it's all been trashed. But you get ones that are intact. I've yeah, gone yeah. and done it because I'm fun like that. The theoretical nuclear apocalypse of the of the mid to early Cold War would have featured Cambridge quite heavily. Oh. So there you go. And you yeah. can go gawking it for a fence now. They haven't opened it to the public. Sweet. Yeah, they wouldn't work now because you'd never get them over here in time with the trains being shambles <laughs> as they are. <laughs> I love that. Good job. We've just seen. We're on the radar. The missiles are coming from Russia. Yeah, but the train has been delayed. Quickly get to King's Cross. <laughs> we might get the quarter past. Someone oh, bugger it's cancelled again. There's a leaf on the lines. <laughs> We'll just die. I mean, that is a level of mundanity that would see the end of British civilization. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some people missed a train. Yeah. It's like, yeah, no, that's it. You, you guys are done. I mean, the Terminator apocalypse is pretty rad. As long as it's the one you see in Terminator 1 and 2 where it's all... It'd be awful, but it's purple lasers. It's all mildly disco. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It'd be yeah. nice to look at, apart from the skulls. Yeah. But, you know... I might go Fallout. I was Ooh. thinking Fallout, but... Four, not 76. Or New Vegas. I'd just okay. gamble. But like, there's you get attacked, even in the nice bits that you make yourself, you get attacked. Or there's always some dickhead asking you to go out and do something. No, you just like, come on, them. Preston. You're you're the security man. 
<laughs> I've got stuff to do. My son is missing. RPGs are all based around really passive-aggressive people, aren't yeah. they? Because it's always like, well, you know, I lost my laser cannon. I could go find it myself if I wasn't so tired. <laughs> like, get out of here! If it's a real person, it'd be like, get to the point, you knob. <laughs> That's what I, I've, I've got. Um, I have OCD, right? So, like, I've, I found it really difficult to play Fallout because. Yeah. I collected every, every yeah. item in my vicinity, so I'd go to an area and I'd walk out of like fifty tin cans, and my character couldn't walk anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I'm playing it for last, but it's true. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, this does not fit my profile <laughs> at all. I can't just I'm like alphabetizing bottle caps or whatever, and it's like, I don't think this is for me. I, you know, <laughs> this isn't going to pan out. And it makes me worry about the real nuclear apocalypse because yeah, I'd be like the crazy cat lady man with a trolley <laughs> full of bloody cereal boxes <laughs> or whatever. Or just bloody cats reenacting your favourite <laughs> musicals from before it all went. I quite like the explosions. Idea of, uh, yeah, someone sort of orchestrating their own live-action version of Cats and the Apocalypse. That was, uh, was it um, the dragon film with Christian Bale where they reenact Star Wars for the kids? Rain of Fire? Rain of Fire. Oh, yeah. yeah. So like he like acts out and he's like, oh, uh, he's Christian Bale pretending to be Cockney or whatever, and he's sort of like, and then Darth Vader pricks up his laser sword, and, it, like, and all the kids around and stuff. So it's like folkloric versions of yeah, I remember Star that. Wars. I remember I remember picking that up and being like, "Oh, this is going to be like one of those cheesy movies I kind of hate," and mm. it's, like, it's just a bit, just a bit flimsy. It's got enough. Oh, I tell you, that's another twenty-eight days later, right? Mm. Give it a get some get a loft full of food. Full I know up. that's a bit of an ask, mm. but all you have to do is stay put to everyone starves to death, and then you can go live in Alton Towers or yeah. you know whatever. Well, you've yeah, got to be well quiet because otherwise they come and they eat you. They that, yes, that was that was that, the thing. As well, well, they kind of beat you to death, don't they? They don't even yeah. eat you. Those and then ones. you get got. And then you get got. But this is what I'm saying. If you but get in 28 game, days later, it was only uh, London. Well, it was, it was Britain. It's like mainland Britain. It started in Cambridge. It oh yeah, Cambridge, it was. Yeah. Sorry, yes, yeah. it was mainland. It was Britain, and then they in 28 weeks later they had like the Isle of Dogs. So yeah, they got London. And then that was great. That's and got Iris the, Elbow in then it. Then the guy was a dick. And then he got got by his wife, and then everyone else gets got, and then Paris, and then Paris, and then no, twenty eight months later, and also because they'll be pushing it because that's like two years. Well, this is the problem. More. It's a series through its naming convention has tied yeah. itself into a non sustainable timeline. Yeah. So when you get to like two, wow, well, the the next one's, the, I guess the fifth would be two hundred and eighty years later or something. Yeah. And it's like uh, I'm not sure I'm down for that to be honest. <laughs> but if they just left, I mean, I did cite Alton Towers as a play. You know, to, whatever you just wait it out. But you've seen yeah. Zombieland, right? That didn't go well for them. That's true, but they're they're zombies. Everyone in twenty days is going to starve to death. Yeah, they are infected. They are not zombies. It's not a zombie film. You just got to chill out. I mean, it, it, that's Danny Boyle's like. I'm not making a zombie film. So you are. You yeah. are by all intentions making a zombie film. Like technicality, no. But in terms of the level of threat and how it's portrayed, and yeah, you're making a zombie. Yeah, film. basically, yeah. yeah. I live at Deptford. I could walk it. That's what <laughs> that line always is in my head for some reason. But um, like, yeah, I mean, it's all quite dreary, isn't it? The apocalypse. Conversation. <laughs> Reach a consensus on the best toast topping. Whoa. Cheese on it. Uh, I don't know about that, mate. Oh, come on. Strong. I thought I... there would be case closed. No, I can wildcard this for you. <laughs> I, I, I like toast. I like toast. Something that is makes... it more toast. Just as some kind of toast butter sandwich you or toast maniac. sandwich. Good God, man! You're like <laughs> Jesus. You're, you're... 
you're the guy standing in the bunker when the nuclear bomb goes off going like I am become death destroyer of worlds <laughs> too many pieces of toast you've got to stop playing god <laughs> Oppen- Robert Oppenheimer, you're the Oppenheimer of, uh, of, of warmed bread. Has anyone ever said that to you before? They uh, shockingly, ne- no. <laughs> they, they may never say it again, so enjoy that. It's going on the titles list. But here's the thing that people like really disgusted at me for, and I don't think I think they're disproportionately disgusted because mm-hmm. I think it's a nice thing. Yeah. If you put really buttery toast and squirt a kind of snake shape of ketchup on it, not cake it in ketchup, just, just like ketchup a wiggle. on toast. Interesting. And barbecue sort of spicy barbecue sauce on toast. I'm a big fan of Marmite. That's my go-to. Marmite, Marmite on toast. Marmite I mean, toast. that's that's a that's very much the missionary sex of toast toppings. But it, you know, <laughs> it, it is a good. It's a win. Yeah. I'm going to throw some curveballs in there. Oh god. How do they taste? <laughs> <laughs> that's me hey. done. I can turn it off now. That's all I wanted. <laughs> well, in the room with a drum kit. You should have done that. <laughs> Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> Hang, on. Hang on. Oh, bravo. I've done that before, but no one's watching. Bravo. <laughs> I want to... Hey, tell me, tell me about this curveball. Is that a ride um, symbol? Mac, mac, tinned mackerel in tomato sauce. Pop that on. So is, that, is that sealed? Or is that different? I don't know what sealed... I mean, I opened it just now. Well, it, it wasn't the, se- It was sealed until then. Hey, throw the thing again. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Tinned fish. Donk. One of them's called Sild, and it's... Oh, maybe that's sardines and tomato. All these things are those weirdly, like, post-war foods. Oh, like, my uh, one just said mackerel in tomato sauce. Were you eating it in an Anderson shelter and listening to Vera Lynn? Oh, I don't know any <laughs> other way to eat mackerel in tomato sauce. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. I would get behind that, but I, I am violently opposed to fish in all forms. Then let me tickle your fancy with this oh, good. secondary curveball. Oh, no. Is it too mackerel? <laughs> That would be a curveball. <laughs> Just say the day before you've made some some chili, Ooh. or even perhaps a little bit too much spaghetti bolognese that you haven't mixed in with spaghetti. Yeah, pasta sandwiches. A little bit of that warmed up, yeah. not pasta. Just the bolognese. Get your carbs the... away. Just the bolognese, the meaty bit. Yeah. Or the chili. Just to, as I said, not over not over the top. Just a little layer. Yeah. Delicious. I I could meet you halfway with a bolognese or a chili. That I'm, Definitely. That's, yeah. I've, I've done cannelloni sandwiches and lasagna sandwiches before because... Lasagna's already a kind of sandwich. You yeah, really but are then the you Robert, add Robert toast. Oppenheimer of toast. Mm. Yeah. You are. You're yeah. playing God, mate. I am. You're like, sandwich I love it. You're like Dr. Moreau. You're, you're <laughs> trying to stitch a monkey's head yeah. onto a pigeon and yeah. then go, I've made a lasagna sandwich. No, Liam, no! You no but have you tried it? If Well... If, <laughs> I feel like the only time I do try it is if I infiltrate your private island and I'm yeah. forced to by an owl with the face of a tarantula. Look, I've, <laughs> I've read, I read, the, I don't read the news, I listen to podcasts. Like, that is not going into the top 10 of worst islands to be discovered in this, this particular year. So, like, as far as secret islands go, I think the lasagna ones with like monkeys on spiders is probably fine. Lasagna's, I mean, uh, he was a disgusting man. He had a woman who like flew in different kinds of things to go on bread. <laughs> he's a monster he's a monster I will I mean I am I, I don't eat fish because it just makes I hate it it makes sure. me sick but I am basically a vile human being I had that um, KFC in the, I was just in the States recently working oh, and KFC, about the double down no the Cheeto burger or the Cheeto meal what so it's a it's a burger mm. with Cheetos on it of course like a chicken burger and Fucking the side hell. of like chicken pops 
with covered in this Cheeto sauce. So they've condensed the Cheeto dust into like a fluid. However, as someone, because I used to, I used to be like a painter, like you know, not like a painter decorator, but like a painter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I am very familiar with neon orange paint that's been diluted in a jar <laughs> and this fluid behaves in the same way in terms of how it clings to things and dries and stuff so you get yeah. potato wedges fries a box of chicken pops covered in this kind of heinous fluid the burger is dripping with the heinous fluid i'm salivating thinking about it, it was actually, <laughs> i was out there for three weeks for work we ate that on day seven and i felt wrong until we left yeah like i was quite ill the next day and for the rest of the shoot i just kept sort of coming to work just like sometimes shaking one day <laughs> and I'm really certain it was that wow yeah I mean we've wandered away from toast but I mean in terms of Dr Moreau's style I mean I was pretty staunchly remain until like that like let's open up trade <laughs> with the US <laughs> deregulate motherfuckers yeah. I want my Chlor- chlorinate chlorinate meal chicken. in your fucking dying for 14 days <laughs> I mean give yeah. it chlorinate that chicken as long as you cover it in distilled Cheetah orange paint, paint. yeah no a, I'm in it's I'm the way it. it dried and clung to things and the shit I mean they, they have Christ. violently coloured food yeah they do violently coloured food oh yeah you, I, even just the Fanta which Eggs I assume white. is exactly the same Fanta you could light your room by it you don't need to turn on the night light when you get in your hotel room you is just like, have a bottle of Fanta and is it like Nuka Cola Quantum, that kind of thing? It's, yeah, it ain't far off. Wow. Yeah, it just sits and it, it doesn't merely glow, it hums. <laughs> you have a couple of swigs of it and it's it's stained the plastic at the top. I had a freedom wow. a freedom themed mountain dew as well. And I think it was called like Freedom Dew, and it was like blue. <laughs> <laughs> it was blue, bright blue, and it had pictures of eagles and stuff on the bottle. Right. And the problem was, so I, I, I had I that. think I think that's the problem in and of itself. Yeah. I, I, I doubled down, so to speak. <laughs> I had a I had a big blue slushy afterwards. And then the next day we went to Palm Springs to interview a lady who did a film with Robert England years ago. I can't remember her name. But for the entire interview and the setup, I had like violent shits brewing. Oh, no. And then I had to, there's no like, it's quite like a golf clubby place. So I had to, because I was doing the sound, I was calling the slate, I was a cameraman. And like I was, I was pinching this in uh, until until she finished, and they were all getting photos with her and stuff. And I was like, I've got to take a business call. And I run out with my sound belt still on, and I was running oh, around this neighbourhood no. like about to pop. And I was like, Oh man, I'm going to have to poo like in someone's garden. Like otherwise, it's going in my trousers. And I found a golf club, and 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 it was like when you find the mirage in the desert. Uh-huh. And like all the I've stuck into a golf club, and I pooed in there, and uh, it was bright green. Whoa! Because of the blue, like baby poo. Yeah. Oh dang. But sort of like baby poo and green Play-Doh. I mean, it was violently cartoonishly green. And that, you know, that's my experience of American cuisine. And that's what you should put on your toast. We found, <laughs> uh, when I was in America, the best place you could go was McDonald's. I, I did that in Peru a couple of times because it's a safe option. Like, because I did get, I had some dodgy rice. This is, and these aren't just all poo stories. They kind of are. They can be. Like, I got fine. violently pooey again in Peru. <laughs> Maybe I'll save that for another time. But um, Write that down, violently pooey in Peru. <laughs> violently pooey in Peru. What's the second violently I have in here? <laughs> um, yeah, McDonald's is just like, well, I know what I'm getting. Yeah. And it's not going to upset things too much. And, you know, don't get me wrong. I ate some, like, wacky Peruvian stuff quite a lot. But I, it was like when... I I lost a lot of weight and a p- couple of pairs of socks that week. <laughs> <laughs> and then you may fill in the blanks. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather not if so it's, it's all the same. It's scatological. Um, <laughs> toasts, man. Chutney and blue cheese if you're feeling like a ponce. Oh, blue, blueberry jam. Blueberry jam and cheese toasty. 
That's oh, nice. good. Yeah, that's kind of like when you like having cheese and a grape on a cracker, right? Mm. That's sweet and that. Yeah, savory. that's a good thing. Bacon. A on rape. toast. We're just rested upon the toast. I sorry, I didn't realise I was being Hitler here. <laughs> I, I thought that was a perfectly reasonable blue cheese and sriracha or whatever. No, how about okay, fine, whatever. Bacon, Not bacon. on toast. No, I just I just feel like if you have like a rash of bacon toast, when you bit it, it wouldn't yield, and you'd be just that's just it'd be loose. There's nothing fastening the bacon yeah. to the well, bread. I'm, you what? don't want loose bacon. <laughs> you don't want loose bacon. So I wasn't thinking it through. Um, <laughs> you dick. <laughs> I was going to say hash browns. Hash brown on toast. Or noodles. See, now noodles oh. on toast are good, but you yeah. need to... If you're there, like the super noodles... You need then the cheap. They, yeah. Cheaper than you need What to you need to do is you need bread. to put... A, yeah, you need to have a knife and fork with that thing. Yeah, yeah. Because you eat the bread last and it's all saturated. I was introduced to that with salad cream on top, which worked very well. I haven't huh. possessed salad cream for over a decade. There wasn't any kind of traumatic incident. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't feel like it's a very ran out quickly. thing to have. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> But um, yeah, but yeah, salad cream and, and super noodles. So we, we have got to reach a consensus. I'm willing to commit to ketchup. Have you ever had a microwave ketchup sandwich? A what now? I love microwave sandwiches and ketchup. So, so. just bread. I like. I think it you can so butter far. it lightly if you want, and then ketchup, and then put another slice of bread on top. Microwave it for like seven seconds. Flip the shit out of that. Microwave it for another seven seconds. How is flipping the shit different to regularly flipping? Well, all right, just flip it. Great, okay. I mean, I might do a war cry. But, go! I want to flip yeah. it. <laughs> you can put in as much effort as you want. Yeah. And then eat that and, oh, tasty. That sounds sexy, man. I, would, I don't have any bread in it at the moment, else I would I mean, just we, go home and do We that, are talking about toast here. Sorry to be that guy. I know, but I'm just saying, that's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good, I'd, good I'd, be, I'd be thrilled if the world would at least try ketchup on toast. I'll definitely give it. I I can imagine in my uh, brain tongue how that would taste, and I'm into my it. Brain my tongue. brain tongue. That's yeah. amazing. Like your mind's eye, you got a like brain my, tongue. My, yeah, my, my brain tongue. Because you, you you know the cons- I've never had that combination, but like you know the texture and of and uh, taste of like buttery toast, and you know the the texture and taste of ketchup. You oh, just do put we one do we the butter other. the toast first? Oh god, yeah. Right, because like, really I had butter. I had it yeah. like. No butter. Oh no, in my no, no. Head. But, in I mean, my brain tongue. <laughs> I, I, you your know, brain tongue's wrong, Ben. I've never wow. done that, but I'm happy. I'm. I, I think that's acceptable. I think. I think you need yeah. the butter in there as well. I think, I think this is what we've decided. Works of the ketchup. That. Toast yeah. ketchupy toast. Listeners, try it both ways. Tell us which way is your favourite. Comment. Yeah. Subscribe. I'm genuinely. What do we do now? This feels like a great personal victory for me. Yeah, let's in give a small it a go. Way. I've always been sneered at for my ketchup on toast by every co. No, I'm certainly willing to try it. And yeah, that's the I'm point not, of I'm up wonderful some, people. I mean, I need to buy some bread and some ketchup and, and a toaster, a toaster. <laughs> <laughs> a butter, some knives. Yeah. I mean, if you've got a magnifying glass and the sun comes out again tomorrow, you could kind of really long game a piece of bread. Just run into <laughs> run into Tesco's. <laughs> it's a warm day. Give me your bread. Give me your. Let this man through. He's got a magnifying glass. <laughs> Conversation hat. Wow, oh. we, we really went places. Um, right. So, as is tradition, let's go through. I've noted down a few uh, possible. Titles: The Mighty Zod. Mm. I can't remember. I can't remember what that was, but it was came up very early because my handwriting is neat at that point. Ah. That's how I know. A Good Year for Furries. <laughs> mm-hmm. Blue Collar Goblin. Walt Disney Hot Pocket. Oppenheimer of Warm Bread. Violently Pooey in Peru, and violently cartoonishly green. 
I mean, right. What, what was the through. actual thing about um, Walt Disney's head? It was uh, it was uh, skull fucking uh, she, skull fucking the head of the late Miyamoto. Oh yeah, Shigeru Miyamoto, Miyamoto fuck, skull, skull fucking, fucking the head of the late Walt Disney. And I think dead people That's are always too many characters for like. I, I think it's uh, violently pooing in Peru. I quite like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would go to a band called that if I saw it at a festival. Oh yeah, I'd you buy that I mean? book. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's just a shame Richard and Judy aren't around to review it anymore. <laughs> Their long-lamented book club will never know the pleasures of being violently pooing in Peru. Oh. Outstanding. Sorry, Richard and Judy. Richard, thank you so much for your time. Um, do you want to just recap your... Well, I say recap, we haven't actually done that bit yet. Do you want to let us know uh, Twitter, YouTube links for Valdeverde and yourself? Where can yes. people find you and the stuff you do? If you go on Facebook and type in Richard Jackson. It's a very generic name, but there's like a fan page for it. Okay. Because my real Facebook's under a fake name because of weirdos. Yes, they. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Weirdos have a tendency to ruin stuff. Yeah. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Good afternoon. Um, If you go to YouTube and type in Valverde Broadcasting, Valverde is the. Did I say Valdeverde? Oh, maybe. Just grab right. that out. We're here now. Valverde. Okay, it's all good. It's the fictional nation invented by Stephen E. D'Souza for a number of films. Right. That's the trivia. Uh, yeah, Valverde Broadcasting. Type, Valverde Broadcasting. Type that YouTube. That's My it. Twitter is at it's underscore Jackson time, but there's no apostrophe because that's a Michael Jackson fan page. Um, <laughs> what else? Uh, yeah, that'll do it. If you, you'll nice figure one. it out yeah, from yeah, there. Yeah, I think, I think that's enough. Yeah, there. man. Yeah, if you want to follow, that's all linked up and stuff. So uh, come and say hi. I We are based literally half a mile from where you are based, which is whoop, really whoop. weird. Yeah, Cambridge um, does that occasionally. Really does, man. Yeah. <laughs> really, really does. So um, how have I only just found you? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> but the fact when you bump into those people, you then see them every day for actually like. Oh yeah, we yeah. yeah this you, lifelong it, friendship. Right? Now we are here forever. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah. For all the toast discussions. That yeah, you man. Want. Uh, there will apparently be more of them. I thought that'd be pretty <laughs> clear cut with cheese, but no. Um, <laughs> you sir, we're wrong. Yeah, I see that. If you have any questions you want answering or to prove how wrong Liam is about his cheese... I don't mind. Pop them on our Facebook page, which is facebook.us at conversationhat.u... Slash nets. <laughs> Subscribe on... Dot gov. Twitter dot gov slash podcast. Search for the... Com- <laughs> Twitter Go on Facebook, Conversation App Podcast. We'll see you next yeah. time. Facebook, search Conversation App Podcast. Bye! I'm still going. No, you're not. I'm ending the episode now. I mean, I have the Bye. button. I have the button. There's nothing you can do. It's still going. <laughs> see you later. <laughs> screw you, Ben. Right, so the Facebook, if you just go to Facebook and search for the Conversation Hat podcast, it will obviously be the purple-orange thing with me and Ben in all the images and the pink logo. If you go to Instagram or Twitter, it's Convo Hat Podcast, all one word, Convo Hat Podcast. You can also find us on Patreon if you want to give us money, which would be nice. And another non-financial way of supporting us is to give us a positive review on whatever podcast app you are using right now. Thanks. Screw Ben. See you later. Oh, and also there'll be another advert now, so enjoy. Screw Ben! 
Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Conversation Hat podcast. I'm assuming you listen to the very end because that's how much you enjoy the show, which is great. Thanks. We chose to put all the adverts and stuff at the very end of the show because, honestly, we think it's a bit much having to hear five minutes of advert before you get into the actual content of a podcast, as is the trend with a lot of other shows. I mean, I understand why, but it's just not for us. Also, the people still listening are actually way more likely to want to help us advance and develop the show, so that's what I'm going to talk about right now. The most direct way you can support the Conversation Hat podcast is to find us on Patreon and sign up to our monthly subscription program. The support tiers range from $1 up to pretty much whatever you want with various bits of merchandise and other things available, depending on how much money you're able to send our way every month. Any level of support grants you access to our podcast a week before anyone else, so if you think this show is worth $1 every month, which personally I definitely do, then head over to Patreon dot com forward slash conversation hat that's patreon dot com forward slash conversation hat if you'd like to support us but genuinely can't afford a dollar every month then you can leave us a positive review on whatever podcast app you're listening to at the moment you can also follow us on twitter or instagram or like our facebook page and each of those has a different way to submit questions to the show as well that's all from me so thanks again for listening and i'll see you in a couple weeks cheers